The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent, closed-cell, PE, EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.seadek.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode 117 of the Golden Mike Podcast. As always, I am the noise of the North. I'm Dan Lomano, recording this time for my tropical Florida boathouse studio. It's great to be back where the weather is warm and sunny. For those of you who aren't so lucky, don't worry, because right now I'm bringing you your bi-monthly dose of audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Centurion Boats. Centurion has been supporting wake surfing since nearly the sport's inception, starting with their original wave boat, specifically designed to create large wakes to cater to wakeboarding and wake surfing pioneers. Centurion is the official towboat for the World Wake Surfing Championships as well as the Twin Lakes Corn Fest. In fact, Centurion's FI-21 powered by PCM Marine Engines was responsible for pulling last year's Swivel Ski Showcase, Waterskiing.com's Trick Ski Showdown, and the Conley Ski's Freestyle Jump Royale at Twin Lakes Corn Fest. Now that's a pretty impressive resume. To see Centurion's full lineup and to find a certified dealer near you, go to centurionboats.com. That's C-E-N-T-U-R-I-O-N boats.com. Boy, oh boy, do we have a special episode in store for you guys today. We got to record live on location at the Wisconsin Think Tank and Water Ski Convention in the lovely Wisconsin Dells. It's always a blast recording interviews on location at events where I can feed off a live audience. In attendance, we had everyone from show ski professionals and amateurs. We had fans and everyone in between. We have a stacked lineup, including the co-show directors of Team USA, Team USA in the world of show skiing, that is, Mr. Matt Heilman and Dave Rays, and they're going to be talking all about uh, what we can expect from Team USA and a little bit more about show skiing in general. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Hank Longo, regaling us about the time he performed a record-setting water ski jump on national television. What a legend. We also have my friend in Wisconsin Water Ski Federation president, Mr. Chris Copeland, as well as the one and only TK baby, Tony Clarich, who's got a pretty cool announcement to make, so please stick around for that. But first, let's talk about what's going on inside the world of Toad Water Sports. 
Well, this past week, we officially kicked off the competition season, starting with the Moomba Masters held in Victoria, Melbourne, Australia, on the historic Yarra River, or more historically known as the Yarra Yarra River, mate. Here's a fun fact you guys probably didn't know. The Yarra River is home to several species of fish, including redfin perch, brown trout, Murray cod, or as I like to refer to them, uh, Sean Murray cod, and jellyfish. Pretty cool, right? And I've been told if you travel far enough south, you can see a few dolphins and maybe even a platypus. For all you crazy platypi enthusiasts listening, you know I've got you covered with at least that one fun fact. All right, well, let's get to some stats from the Moomba Masters. And first of all, past podcast guest, great friend of the show, and myself, congrats goes to T.S. Thomas DeGasperi for his victory in pro men's slalom. Thomas is a great pal and a ski coach of mine. It's always great seeing a great friend take home a great victory. And T.S., you earned it. I also want to congratulate main event Megan Ethel and Corey Tunison for their impressive performances and first place podium finishes in pro men and women wake. From what I saw out there at Moomba this year, there was a slight delay in the action. Apparently there was some water coming in pretty hard down the Yarra River, which is unusual for this time of year. It was flowing hard. I believe it's only happened at one other Moomba Masters in history. The worst of it happened during Thomas DeGasperi's slalom finals run. The slalom course buoys and the ski ramp were being drug out of course. It was pretty crazy to watch what was going on. But the athletes and the event organizers were able to make do and put an impressive competition on nonetheless. Also, a big shout out goes out to whoever was in charge of the Moomba Masters live stream this year on their website. In the past years, the live stream presentation was shall we say, left a lot to be desired. But this year they stepped it up big time. And even though I couldn't be there in person to announce, they made it incredibly easy to still get in on all the action. Also a big shout out to Sean Murray and Stu Wilson for holding it down for the wakeboard events all weekend long. Sean, that one's for you, brother. It was so great watching all the action. I always enjoy watching all the skiers and all the riders rip. Sometimes it just burns when I'm not there. Also, the 11th annual Wake and Flake event took place last week in North Carolina. For those of you who don't know, Wake and Flake is a fundraiser put on every year by Wake the World. It's a super fun event where participants hit the water and wakeboard in the morning and then immediately switch gears, ride up into the mountains, and do some snowboarding in the evening. Talk about the best of both worlds. If that sounds like something you guys are into, check out their website, wakeandflake.com for next year's details, as well as all the photos and information from this year's past event. This last weekend, I was personally in Cocoa Beach, Florida for the Ron John Surf Shop Beach and Boards Fest. I got to MC the annual Billabong Wake Team Rail Jam, literally 50 feet from the beach, from Cocoa Beach. The Beach and Boards Fest is held across the street from Ron John's Surf Shop in conjunction with a big Pro-Am surf contest. A handful of some young up-and-comers and established riders 
all rode the wakeboard demos. I called the action from the Red Bull MXT, courtesy of my good pals Hayes Wheelis and my good friend Mr. Tommy Gunn from Red Bull. Josh and Brandon Harris were on hand. It was also recently announced that the two, the twins, the Harris twins, are now officially members of the Ronix Global Pro Wake team. West Rock Wake Park athlete Josh Young, he was there hanging out riding with us. Action Wake Park's Derek Huntoon, Billabong and Hyperlight Grom Ripper, Toby Jacobson, OWC's Gavin Agilio, and wake skater Ty Morling, along with Billabong pros Brian Grubb, Danny Harf, Sean Watson, and JD Webb, ripped up the Step Up production setup all weekend long, and huge crowds watched and enjoyed it all. It was a blast to be a part of, and I actually posted a few photos on my Instagram, so please feel free to check that out. And also a big thank you goes out to our friends at Billabong, Nautique Boats, Ron John Surf Shop for hosting and having this great event. Our live episode from the Wisconsin Think Tank is on the way, folks. But before we get into that, I do want to take this opportunity to remind you all to please continue to spread the word about this, the Golden Mike podcast. There is no other podcast in the Toadwater sports industry that has continued to deliver high quality content going on six years straight. But you can help us get even bigger and better. Subscribe to the Golden Mike podcast on iTunes or the Apple podcast app and be sure to spread the word. And after you listen to the show, please take a minute to rate it five stars on iTunes. At this very moment, we are up to 115 five-star ratings and close to 75 written reviews. But all it takes is a couple of kind words from you nice folks, and we can double that in no time. A five-star rating for the show helps elevate the visibility of this podcast and, in turn, the entire water sports industry. So let's help grow the sport we all love together. And you already know if you take the time to write the review, I'll take the time to read it right here on the podcast. And if that isn't motivation enough, I will even personally send the next five reviewers a free Golden Mike podcast beanie or t-shirt for your troubles. Your choice. All you got to do, send me an email and a screenshot of your review once it posts to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com and I promise that I will hook you up. As a quick reminder, you can always listen and share the Golden Mike podcast with all of your friends and family on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and a wide array of podcast listening apps on Android devices as well as on my very own website, noiseofthenorth.com. You can also follow the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook and follow me personally on Instagram at Dano T. Mano and on Twitter at the Golden underscore Mike to stay up to date with all the latest and greatest Golden Mike Podcast news. All right, y'all, stay tuned. We're heading north back up to Wisconsin. One quick break, and we're hanging out with Matt Heilman, Dave Raisin, Hank Longo, Chris Copeland, and Tony Claritch right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Mm-hmm. 
O'Brien Water Sports has been around for over 50 years, making them one of the longest-lasting and most storied brands in the entire towed water sports industry. With a diverse lineup of skis, wakeboards, surfers, tubes, and accessories, there's no doubt in my mind you'll be able to find exactly what you need to take your fun to the next level at the lake this year. They have everything for novice riders all the way to seasoned professionals. For a full look at their product catalog, head over to O'Brien.com and while you're there find a local dealer and stay up to date with all the latest O'Brien news. That website again is O'Brien.com O-B-R-I-E-N dot com. Check them out today. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. These guys have been a part of the world of show skiing for a real, real long time. I remember these guys when I was a kid, and uh, I always looked up to them, and it's great to have them here on the podcast with me today. They've been show directors of their respective teams over the years, and in 2019, these guys are the show directors of the USA World Show Ski Team. Please welcome to the podcast the one and only Matt Heilman and Dave Raisin. What's up, guys? What's going on? Yeah, welcome, welcome. That's Matt Heilman. Dave, what's going on, brother? What's up, Dano? This is amazing, being on the Golden Mike Podcast, being a show skier on the Golden Mike Podcast. This is like the pinnacle, my man. You know, you guys were the ones who were kind of pushing it before we got here, saying, oh, we're amateurs, no one's going to know who we are, but I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to let the people know exactly who you are. I'm going to start with you, Matt. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been a part of the show ski world, where you grew up show skiing, and, and where you're at today. Yeah, um, I've been, uh, I joined the uh, Mad City Ski Team, which at that time was the Madison Water Ski Show Team in 1989. Uh, we actually grew up uh, in a cabin right down the road from Dave, uh, and I grew up watching the Shermalot show team, which uh, Dave was on as a kid. Uh, we skied together. We, we, we barefooted on, on Lake Sherwood together at 13 years old. Uh, and so I, I, we came home from the cabin, and I was like, I want to join a water ski team. I'd watch Shermalot. And I literally went through the yellow pages. Remember the yellow pages, the actual book? Oh, yeah. I went through and tried to find the water ski team. I was 13, and I couldn't figure out where to. So I called sporting goods stores. And I was like, who do you know that knows somebody on the, mad, on the ski team in, in Madison? And I finally found someone. I dragged mom and dad to an informational meeting, and the rest is history. Uh, I've been on the Mad City ski team since then. I first became show director in 1995. I've been show director 13 times since then. I uh, was fortunate enough to be show director of Team USA in 2012, 2014, and now this next team here coming up. So uh, it's been a, a long career in show skiing, and I've, I've been blessed. Very, very cool. All right, Dave, let's go over here to you. Let's hear a little bit about your story, where you grew up, where you started. And uh, I know that you've uh, been affiliated with a couple of different teams yourself, so talk a little bit about that real fast. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of going ahead, and uh, like Matt said, I started on the Shermalot uh, Water Ski Show team. Um, out of Nakusa, Wisconsin, grew up there, uh, then went ahead and transitioned to Wisconsin Rapids Aqua Skiers, won a couple state titles there uh, as uh, the show director. 
Life took me, took me down to the Rock Aqua Jays in Janesville, Wisconsin in uh, 2000, met my wife, uh, planted some roots, and uh, continued to show direct and uh, have been blessed with uh, a ton of opportunity down there. And, you know, it's kind of like you, Dano. We're, we're just trying to grow toad water sports, whether it be show skiing, whether it be wakeboarding, whether whether it be sky skiing, whatever the case may be. As long as you're on the water, it's a good thing. And so this is our thing. Show skiing means a lot to us. It's kind of in, embedded in us, and uh, we want to make sure that it's here and strong now and it's here for future generations. And, Dave, I feel like you left a couple of credentials out there. What else is there, brother? I know, I know you got some more there, right? You know, I've been blessed to be on good teams, surrounded by good people, so, you know, been, uh, been named... Uh, 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 national uh, Skip Gilkerson Award winner, which is National Show Skier of the Year, a couple times, and Jack Luke's, which is National uh, Wisconsin State Skier, a couple times, and won a few national championships. Uh, so Matt and I, I think, uh, if we were honest with one another, we enjoy, we love competing against one another because we've grown up uh, with one another. And uh, like I said, it's 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 all been a blessing to date. Matt, is the rest of the family starting to get into it as well? Absolutely, uh, both of us. Uh, our families are fully invested. Um, you know, dad still drives boat. Um, uh, Kristen, my sister still skis. Now my kids are getting into it. My, uh, 10 year old daughter Riley is hooked. She went to all the tanks today, beginning swivel, uh, beginning doubles. She's learning all the stuff there. They're, you know, if I even thought about wanting to retire from show skiing, my kids would no longer let me They're They're stuck And it. You're right. It's the most amazing family sport. Uh, it's it's hard to describe. It's it's there's no other sport in the world in that I know of that you can do with your parents and your children all at the same time, uh, participating on the same team in the same sport. Uh, it's it's really special in that way. And Dave, what is it about show skiing that keeps guys like you coming back year after year after year? Yeah, you know, I I think we've already touched on it. It's 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 the family aspect and. The other thing is, just just recently, I've been re-energized. We've got a group of young, hungry guys on the Rock Aqua Jays, which is my my, my home team, and they're just craving to to hit that ramp or, or or to learn how to back barefoot or whatever the case may be is. So at 42 years old, going down there, they're they're pushing me to still be better, to still go out each set with them, to to keep on pushing my own skill set. And then to go ahead and pass down whatever I can to them in terms of knowledge and seeing them excel, there's no better reward than, than, than seeing that. I see the numbers at the show ski tournaments. What is it about these tournaments, uh, Matt, that keeps the people coming back? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You go to Wisconsin State, you go to Division One Nationals, and people are drawn to it. The, the entertainment value is there. Uh, the sport has been pushing the limits um, everything's been growing, pyramids, uh, sizes of shows and teams, uh, difficulty of tricks off the ramp. I mean, where, you know, it used to be a four-man front was a really difficult jump. Teams are doing seven-man fronts off the same 14-foot wide ramp, and we're just pushing the limits, and so I think that's happening. You know, and you mentioned kind of three-event overshadowing. What I'm also seeing a lot of is a lot of crossover between three-event and show skiing, in part, I think, because of collegiate three-event. Um, and, and a lot of those skiers, show skiers dabbling in three-event in the collegiate level and uh, three-event skiers getting involved in show skiing in their towns. Um, it's kind of cool to see. We've got a lot of that on Mad City, a lot of crossover between the sports. Do you, Have either of you guys ever had any experience within the three-event world? Yeah, um, 
uh, I when Collegiate first came out in the state of Wisconsin, actually, I was part of that process and uh, the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, and that was many years ago. Uh, but 1998, 1999, and uh, it was more of a grassroots effort at that time. And to see like where it's gone to date. Uh, it is amazing, like Jared Meyer and UW Madison, and what, what what he's built there with 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 his group there. It's 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 amazing, and I I agree with Matt. The crossover now is that hey, we get more people involved just in towed water sports, and now more people are checking out show skiing or the other disciplines. Tell us a little bit about like a show ski tournament, um, how they're run, like what they're judged on, and yep. and what people who see them can expect. Absolutely. So uh, a show ski tournament has multiple teams competing against each other. Every team gets a 60-minute show, and within that 60 minutes, you're scored uh, by uh, several judges uh, on uh, your skiing. Your skiing is broken down into difficulty, execution, flow, and spectator appeal. And then you're also scored uh, on a whole s another set of scores on your announcing, your towboat driving, your production, your showmanship. Uh, and so all of that combined, they add it up, and uh, it's it's a competition, and it's really entertaining for the audience because you see multiple different uh, water ski shows. They all have a theme uh, and a show. It's like a, a Broadway production on water uh, with high-level difficulty skills, um, and it's it's water show ski tournaments are amazing. Dave, what does it take to get onto Team USA? You know, the funny thing about that is um, Matt and I, we have a lot of respect for the process of Team USA. So we did not actually reach out to any individual skier. We wanted the 35 people that, or 37 people, excuse me, that we went ahead and selected to want to be on the team. So even guys like Keith St. Ange, Gino Yockler and, and some of the most elite athletes within the show skiing world, they wanted to be on the team. They applied to the team, and uh, we're just very, very thankful for, the, uh, for the, uh, the, the response that we got. How many other teams are competing at the World Championships? And then also talk a little bit about the level of their skiers compared to Team USA. Yeah, there's probably, uh, you know, conservatively five to six other teams, uh, teams from China, Canada, uh, we, we've mentioned Australia already, Germany, Belgium, Belgium potentially a team from New Zealand this year because they're, they're, they're very close in proximity. And there's always seems to be another team that ends up popping up. And, and, and we're very fortunate. We realize that because um, we have the skill set that we, that we have. But these teams that compete each year over the course of the last four years and now going into 2020, as Matt may mentioned too, they are getting better. They are closing the gap. Our challenge is that... We are not uh, increasing at this point in time our score, and we need to start widening that gap again, and that's what our goal is. The way the world tournament goes, uh, you have two ski shows, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and they take whatever your highest score is, and that's the winner. On Sunday, actually, this past year in 2018, Team Australia beat Team USA on Sunday alone, but Team USA's Saturday score was enough to win the world championship. So we know that Team Australia is right there on our heels, and now going into their home turf, uh, it's a it's a huge challenge and a lot of pressure on us. And uh, we're we're ready for the challenge. We feel like we've selected an amazing team that we're gonna we're gonna put on an awesome water ski show and, and hopefully win another world championship. Very good. Okay, so how much different is 
Team USA and the World Championships versus, say, like the National Championships or the Wisconsin State Championships? It it is a a bit different than our national competition in that there is no set number in terms of the volume of skiers you can put on the water. Uh, Really, the only limitation is how much you know your 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 boats can pull. Uh, and as you've seen, Dano, you've seen, you've, you've been to the last few national competitions. It just keeps on getting bigger from, from 36 to 42 to 48 to 54 people in a pyramid. It just keeps on growing and growing. Um, and we're going to continue to see that. But when it comes to the world tournament, it's, you know, it essentially boils down to the skill set of your individual skiers and how high a skill set can you bring in. Okay, so if anybody listening here wants to help out, if anybody wants to donate or support Team USA, what can they do? Yeah, so we got on our uh, USAWaterSkiShowTeam.com website, uh, there's a donate button. You can donate there. Otherwise, they can reach out to one of us. We're looking for uh, major sponsors. Uh, We've got a nice uh, sponsorship package that we're putting together, and we're looking for corporate sponsors, but also personal donations as well. And what about volunteers, anything like that? Yeah, we've got some events coming up. Uh, we're going to have an event in the fall in uh, Winter Haven. Uh, we're going to, you know, volunteers that want to help from a fundraising standpoint, we can use all the help we can get, uh, bodies, numbers, connections, uh, any way we can raise funds, we're open to. Cool. Hey, where do people follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Me, I'm at uh, HeilmanMatt1 at, uh, on Instagram and also on Facebook. Yep, David Raisin at hotmail.com, Ski Dad. Oh, you're you're giving Instagram. you're giving your you're giving your email out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get ready for about fifty emails, right. brother. No <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get. Dig it. All right, guys. Hey, thanks a ton for uh, stopping by and chatting with me. Uh, I really look forward to seeing what you guys do here in uh, 2019, and of course 2020. I'm going to work my tail off to try to make it down to Australia to be right there and support you guys. Dano, that would be awesome. That would be awesome, awesome, Dano. That would be cute. We could do another podcast episode live in Australia. Absolutely. That's kind of the plan, guys. Come (laughs) on. Hey, give it up, everybody. Matt Heilman and Dave Raisin. Thanks a bunch, guys. Please welcome to the podcast for his second audio appearance, the one and only TK baby, Tony Claridge. Hello, hello to the beautiful people. Congratulations. Uh, you, my friend, are uh, getting a, an award of distinction from the Water Ski Hall of Fame. This is humongous, dude. Congratulations. Uh, Parks Bonifay being inducted into the Hall of Fame. You're going to be up there with him. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about it. What, what's going on? Well, getting the acknowledgement for a body of work of a lifetime of work on many things i mean starting out in kneeboarding and then moving on to hot dog slalom skiing hydrofoiling wakeboarding uh, somehow or another through the years i've managed to be in the middle of most of this stuff when it was happening and being created so somebody saw fit to acknowledge me for all those things that i did through the years well some other exciting stuff within the industry um, is hydrofoiling hydrofoiling right now is just blowing up, but not in the way that you did it, because you always did it kind of sitting or standing or kneeling forwards, but wake foiling is is growing so quickly. Uh, shops can't keep these foils in, in stock. These foils are what, somewhere around $1,200 to $1,800. And uh, I, I gotta ask you, how does it feel to, to see the, the growth of this sport that your family pretty much invented. It's amazing with uh, my uncle, Mike Murphy, Uncle Mike, and that he probably knows more about fo- foils and foiling than anybody out there right now because he's been doing it literally 
consecutively since the 50s. Now, you mentioned the stand-up foiling, and yes, we did the stand-up foiling, standing sideways, as early as 1991. When the hydrofoil, the air chair, first came out, Mike Mack, you're just talking about Mike Mack, he came to the sport from surfing. Now, here's this hydrofoil, so what does Mike Mack do? He takes a rusty board, uh, kind of one of the thicker ones, a ski board at the time, and put the hydrofoil on the board, and he's standing up. We have photos, 1991, 1992. Unfortunately, Airchair gave them a cease and desist because they didn't want their foil on another board. They were worried about it, rightfully so, because, you know, it's, it's a little dangerous to ride, you know, when you're not really connected to that board. And we experimented with that, but it went in, it went in storage for a while, and then it came back out when uh, Uncle Mike taught Laird Hamilton how to sit down hydrofoil. And that's the story. It just kind of kept going from there. So I've dabbled but never, you know, riding the wake like they're doing now. You know, everything that you do from the 40, uh, you know, 40 for 40 and the 50 for 50, you know, and, and now you've got this new project. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on. Dano, it is so amazing, and I'm so pumped, and the reception already here just this weekend has been amazing, but I am proud to announce for the first time here on your podcast and to the world at large that in about three and a half years, right, 2022 will be the 100th anniversary of the birth of water skiing, Ralph Samuelson. I wanted to do something special and rolling around in my head after coming off of the 50 for 50, when we did the history of wakeboarding act there, I did this myself and the history of kneeboarding act, I thought to celebrate that moment, we could do the same thing in a two day festival, but not just myself, with everybody that was there, with the original equipment to honor and preserve all the people that did their stuff through, through the years. So it's gonna be a two day event. We're gonna have about 12 shows and it will be the history of show skiing. It will be the early days. And it's not just the history stuff. This is 100 years starting from 1922 and going all the way to 2022. So it's gonna be the best of the best also. We're gonna have some one-on-one -on -one challenges so we're gonna get the two best wakeboarders that we can you know, possibly find to go out there and give the crowd a show. We'll find the two, the two best swivel skiers. So it's gonna be everything from the old stuff to the new stuff. Well, so excited about that, and I really hope that I can be a part of that event. Absolutely. You know, Tony, over the years, I feel like you have been at the forefront of keeping the history of our sport alive. Why do you think it's so important that we keep this history going? Well, it's a little bit of a tough one. I can answer for myself, but I think you need to know what's come before and master what's come before to understand what is possible. So if you don't know what people have done in the past, you can't, I mean, it's much harder to, to work forward and create new things. So a lot of the things that you see me doing that people, you know, will say it's a new thing. It's not necessarily new. It's, it's, something that I've taken or seen from the past and tweaked it a little bit or done it on a different piece of equipment and carried it forward. So, you know, there's nothing new. It all goes in a circle. That's it. Hey, Tony, I know I saw it up on your board. It's uh, behind me, so I can't see it right here. If anybody wants to get involved, find out more information about you, your events, what do they have to do? Uh, well, right now, I'd say initially the best way right now is TonyClarets.com. That's where, you know, a lot of the stuff is happening. But the new site, WakeSki100.com. Wake-ski. Or either way. Okay. Either way you want to do it. It's going to come. WakeSki100.com. 
we have to get the community involved to do this thing. There is no way one person is going to do this. I can help direct it, but I need to get the interest of the clubs, of people such as yourself, as people that I've been uh, talking to uh, this weekend. Well, you got my interest, well, brother. I, I know. It's going to be amazing. And then, you know, figure out a site. Where are we going to do it? Get the stuff together. Um, and in addition to the actual show, the website is eventually going to be a storehouse for all the history. Now, I would like to talk to you briefly about one thing because there's going to be photos. There's going to be timelines of all different kinds of stuff. So no matter what you're into, you will find something there that is of interest to you. And because of the power of the collective, we're going to be having a lot more eyeballs on this site. So you might come to see wakeboarding, but all of a sudden you find out, wow, there's the top 100 all-time pictures of shoe skiing. So cool, man. Can you imagine that? I, I, anything you say, I believe it, brother. You're going to get a photo in that collection. I hope so. That's the truth. You already have it picked out? No. Well. I got a couple shoe skiing pictures of you. The, the one off the, one off the uh, cable ramp, and you're kind of doing this, this maneuver. Yeah, like the right hi-yah. Yeah, the hi Is that what it's called? <laughs> I it has don't a know. Name? That, was, that was a long time. I for, I, I've already forgotten what that was called like 15 oh times. Gosh. But Sean Murray took that photo, so make sure you give him the credit, right? Uh, well, we, that, and that's the thing, too. We want to do the photographers, the skiers, and the backstory. Why is that picture important to the history of X, whatever X is? So that everyone can do it because... Alone, it's tough, but as a collective, man, we can do something special. The eyeballs of the world are going to be on us when it's the 100th anniversary. We have a real opportunity. You have to pull everyone together. So I'm hoping everyone out there that's listening can come on to wakeski.com, put in your name and email, and tell us a little bit about what's your specialty and how you can get involved to make this thing go off. Very good. All right. So on Instagram, it's a water skier's life. Water skier's life. And we've got wakeski. 100.com and tonyclarish.com. That's it. I have a question for you. Go for it. Okay. I'm really trying to figure out the connection between corn and water skiing, toad water sports. Can you please tell me what, what this is? It makes no sense to me. All right. You get in your car and you go into Wisconsin and you're driving to the lake and you look to your left. What do you see? Corn. Corn. You look to your right, what do you see? Corn. Corn. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's easy. Okay. It's easy. And when you give it away for free, it makes it even easier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a beautiful thing. I'm it telling you what. It is a beautiful what, thing. We, it, it's, it's a recipe we figured out about five years ago. You bring, corn, you bring as much corn as you can, and the more corn you get, the more people show up. It's crazy. Use it. Well, Dano, I would like to declare here and now, I love your event. I saw the video. I encourage everyone to watch it. It is what, I mean, it, to me, it's what the events need to be. It's fun. It's different. There's action. People are happy. They're smiling. There's crashes. I promise you, I will be at a corn fest between now and 2022 to not only participate in one of the events, but also to help promote the event and, and reconnect with everyone that, you know, I've kind of lost touch with through the years in water skiing. It's been a few years since I've been around. Yeah, well, Tony, we hope that it's this summer that you make your uh, first appearance at the Corn Fest, brother. Well, this thing, from what I'm seeing right now, this thing is like, it's going down. I'm very excited about what you've done here. Oh, yeah, we've been busy. Guys, give it up for the man right there, TK Tony Claridge. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, hey, folks, sorry to interrupt, but I figured this is the perfect time to talk to you guys all about lead wake ballast bags. I know that we have a lot of show skiers listening to today's episode in particular, and I wanted to let you guys know that these bags are especially great to put up in the nose of your twin rigs and triple rigs. These bags are small, but they pack so much weight, and they're moldable. You can get them really deep into the bow of your boat, and once you put them there, they stay there. I know for a fact that Twin Lakes Marine in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, has just ordered an entire pallet of lead wake bags. So for those of you listening in the Midwest, you better hurry up before they sell out. And for everyone else around the country, they've got you covered. Just head over to leadwake.com and they offer free shipping from anywhere inside the continental United States. And when you buy nine bags, you get the 10th bag free. Now that's my favorite F word folks. All right, now let's get back to the Wisconsin Dells and Think Tank 2019, baby, right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. This is kind of a surprise. I saw this guy hanging around here at the Think Tank, and I know I've, he's on my list of guys I've always wanted to talk to. I'm sure that we could go for hours and hours. We're going to just take a few minutes, and I'm going to introduce him to those of you who may not know him, although you should. Let's bring him up here right now, water ski legend, Hank Longo. Hank, please join me up here on the microphone. Wow, thank you, Dan. Oh, that was impressive, and I'm honored and flattered to be your guest on the show. Big fan of yours, so this is a treat. Well, I'm a big fan of yours because a few things. First of all, insane water skier back in the day. Are you still skiing at all? I'm still skiing, still hanging in there. Are you still jumping? Set a southern regional record last year, so I'm still at jumping. How far? Well, it wasn't that far, but it was the record. So. Are you still jumping over boats? I'm not jumping over boats anymore. Okay, Gave so that up. You did something so spectacular in what, early, mid-80s? 1983. 1983, yeah. and it garnished national attention. Tell everybody what I'm talking about. Uh, jumping over 14 Mastercraft boats on ABCs, that's incredible. Jumping over 14 Mastercraft boats. I love sharing the story, you know, because uh, I saw a guy on That's Incredible jump over a bunch of buses. And, I, and when I saw that, after he did it, I go, you know what? I bet you if you jumped over a bunch of boats, you could get on That's Incredible. So I met with Rob Shirley at the national championships. I was able to talk some neighbors of mine to come out. And Rob Shirley, the, the founder of the Mastercraft. founder of Mastercraft, and I got them to put their boats out in the lake at about a hundred feet or so, and I came and jumped over them, freaked them out, freaked me out, but I got the picture. And uh, at the national championships, I sold it to Rob Shirley and I go, Rob, would you like to sponsor me jumping over a bunch of Mastercrafts and getting on? That's incredible. He goes, sure. So I got invited to. Uh, Cypress Gardens for the Massacraft Boat Owners Reunion, and I was going to jump over 12 boats at the reunion. Uh, the day of the event, the wind from the far end of Lake Eloise made it like an ocean in the show circle, so that took care of that. I ended up getting an old jump over on Lake Summit to do the stunt. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong, uh, but I made the jump. Sent that picture to That's Incredible. They called me and said, we want to have you on the show. So then I teamed up with my dearest friend, Paul Bull, at Tivoli Gardens in Michigan. I helped him develop his ski lake there. 
brought my boat driver, my photographer, had a buddy that owned a Mastercraft dealership a half an hour away bring all the boats and put 14 of them lined up and jumped them actually four times that day. And that, that is incredible. And what kind of exposure did that, did that bring to, to all around the All around the world. Insane. Like 30-some million people saw me do that stunt. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. So I got to ask you, what are you doing here this weekend at the Wisconsin Think at Tank? At the Think Tank. Well, I work in conjunction with Polk County Tourism and Sports Marketing and Visit Central Florida, uh, our tourism entity for, for Polk County. And we come up here every year to promote coming down to Florida, beautiful Central Florida, to to ski, the vacation. Well, so I understand, so, so late April, not only do we have the Water Ski Hall of Fame, but I also understand there's something else in Polk County that's going to be happening pretty special. You guys have a, a facility, um, that, a cable park. Yes. That's, uh, uh, that yeah. looks to be uh, opening around that time. Exactly, Dano. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the USA Water Ski and Wake Sport Foundation and the Hall of Fame is moving from where they are in Polk City, they sold the building to Action Water Sports, and they're building a new Hall of Fame over at this Lake Myrtle Sports Complex where Polk County Tourism and Sports Marketing is located along with the uh, Florida Youth Soccer Association, exquisite park in Auburndale. And the cable park is in, they're developing it. Right now, as I speak, they are building the pro shop and the restaurant that's gonna be there you know, to facilitate the cable park, and they're expecting it's going to be open by the Hall of Fame. So very, very exciting, uh, a new chapter in our sport, and hoping uh, when we get the Hall of Fame Museum and headquarters built there and having the cable park, uh, we're going to get people to visit. Well, it's insane because, so I was just at the WSIA Summit uh, in Steamboat, Colorado, and Tracy from USA Water Ski uh, came up and she, she put a presentation on and she showed us the video and there, there's hotels being built around this lake. There's soccer fields and baseball fields. And what I think is so cool is that you're going to be giving the opportunity for tens of thousands of people, kids and families who aren't showing up to exactly. water ski, the opportunity to see the sport, and then with that cable park, with your event lake, I mean, these people are going to get the chance to get out there on the water. Well, this is, uh, you hit the nail right on the head. Like right now, we are uh, having uh, rust mat baseball going on at our fields there. 280 college teams are coming in to Polk County to play in this invitational uh, from, you know, D1, the D3, however it works out. So here you're going to have all these baseball players that are going to have nothing to do when they're done playing baseball. They could have the opportunity to go out on the cable park and have some fun and, and learn something new about skiing. And probably when they're done with all their games versus during their games so they don't get hurt. But that's it, the exposure that we're going to have, the thousands upon thousands of people that we get coming to Lake Myrtle Sport Complex is just really going to be uh, a great exposure for our sport. Hank, do you do social media or anything like that? Are you on Facebook or yes, Instagram? Yes, I'm on Facebook, yep. Let everybody know where they can find you if they want to follow you. 
Well, the best thing that they can do is go to hanklongo.com okay. and go to my website, and, and that'll give them everything that they need to know to get a hold of me. Very good. And then if anybody's interested in the, uh, in the, new, um, the new cable park, the, the new park in general with USA Water Ski, where do they have to go to find out I more I think info? they would just you know, go to the USA Water Ski, uh, uh, Water Ski Hall of Fame Foundation website, and they can find out on that. And uh, I think you could always go to... Um, centralfloridasports.com and or hank at centralfloridasports.com which is me and i can help them out with that as well hank man thank you so much for chatting with thank me brother thank you dan oh the man i love you man you do a wonderful job and i just want to give a shout out to everybody about the time and effort this guy puts in into promoting our sport and uh we really love all that you do and this is a perfect example you're up here at the think tank you know promoting us and letting people all around the world know what's going on give it up guys hank longo right there all right, everybody. Hey, we've got one final guest going to get ready to make his way up here to the stage. He is the president of the Wisconsin Water Ski Federation. Please welcome my good friend, the one and only Mr. Chris Copeland. Dano, what's up, buddy? What's up, brother? Good to see you. You too, man. I heard you had a heck of a trip last night. Oh, man. We uh, driving through mountains, driving through snowstorms. Uh, spending the night about five hours at the airport. I got about two hours of sleep on my flight. Luckily, courtesy of the Delta Sky Miles, <laughs> I was sitting in the front of the plane, though. So. Good for you. That's anyways, a nice little trade-off, isn't it? Was it was all good. Hey, man, thank you so much for inviting me and my crew to be out here and a part of Think Tank. Yeah, we heard that was a possibility, and we were glad you were able to make it. I mean, to go through what you did last night to get here on time today, we really, really appreciate that. I just uh, told everybody you're the president of Wisconsin Water Ski Federation. Uh, tell everybody a, a little bit about what Wisconsin Water Ski Federation is and what they do. Wisconsin Water Ski Federation is just an enormous entity. It, it's, Wisconsin is, is recognized as the show ski capital of the world, um, but we do have a lot of great barefooting. I mean, look at, uh, you've got Footstock, it's the home of Footstock. You've got some great three eventers, the Larson Twins, uh, you know, going back to Barefooting Fleck, and I know I'm going to forget a ton of names, but there's so much history here. Corey Picos. Corey Picos, that's right. Kevin yeah. Michael. There you go. <laughs> um, as, as I think about it, and I'm writing some stuff up for the banquet this evening, it's, you know, it's just, show skiing has been so important, and I think back about Skip Gilkerson and, you know, the impact he had, Tommy Bartlett and the whole, um, we're giving away a to some Tommy Bartlett Ambassador Award this evening. And, and how much, you know, they did to grow the sport of water skiing and, and, and how important it was that they brought teams down and went out and did clinics and, you know, did it at their expense and, and just, just everything about paying it forward. And it really shows. I mean, we have... I did something the other day. We're, we're updating our Hall of Fame, and I think there's like eight or nine collegiate teams, uh, a couple of barefoot you know, clubs, a couple of three-event clubs. How many um, members in general do you guys have? Oh, over 2,000, but I know we are, we're 40% of the NSSA which is the membership, which is the National Showski Association. Um, and that's the NSSA, National Showski Association, is somewhere close to 6,000 members out of 15,000 total members. So we're 40% of that organization, and we're 17% of USA Water Ski membership. So we are the largest entity in USA Water Ski by quite a bit. I mean, states like Florida, 
in California. So it's pretty, uh, it, it's pretty impressive. And, and lately, what's really huge, and we're, we're giving away a, a new award this evening uh, that we're very proud about. Uh, the biggest thing that we've been doing lately is adaptive. You know, we're getting so many people on the water in, uh, in Wisconsin. It's been fantastic. We got guys like Kurt Roscoff that are, uh, that are kind of leading the way. And then the, the, the winners this evening, we have uh, Sue Ritchie with Aquanut Adaptive Aquatics. We've got the Cole Sack Skiers. And then we got the Lindsay Legis Free Water Ski Club. Those three organizations, and, and there's many more, but those are the three that are getting recognized this night. Uh, tonight, or, uh, they've put literally hundreds or thousands of people on the water, and it's just, it's so cool. So it is so cool. And, you know, Sue Ritchie, you know, this one's close to my heart. Sue, Aquanard Adaptive. I was actually at the first uh, Aquanard Adaptive clinic that ever happened. I was there when Sue and her entire crew were getting trained. And to, to see her 20 years later continuing this and working just as hard and keeping it going. And it, I go down there and you know, my capacity isn't necessarily getting in the water like I used to, you know, I've gone down, I've shot a couple of videos, done some interviews and stuff, helping to gain some exposure for it. But the passion that you see there and the volunteers and it, it, it's just, it's just so special. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about it, what this award is that you guys are giving away tonight. So that, we just wanted to find a way to give back to people that have made a difference in the sport. And we look back, and Alan Bulboltz is one of the originating founding fathers of the Wisconsin Water Ski Federation, and he was the first president. So we named it the Alan Bulboltz Award. And it's an award that's going to go to somebody or, or, or groups or whomever that's really making a difference out there. They're getting people on the water. And along with the beautiful award that we're going to present them with, they're also going to get a $500 stipend from us to continue what they're doing. So we're giving out $1,500 tonight to these three organizations, you know, so that they can continue their work. Well, my hat's off to you, my friend. Good work on that. No, it's, it's the least we can do. You know, we just want to give back as much as we can. It, well, absolutely. Hey, I want to, I want to uh, rewind a little bit here, and I want to find out um, your uh, history within the sport, because the last few years that I've been coming to the show ski tournaments, um, I haven't seen you suit up and boot up like <laughs> you used to back when I was skiing. Yeah, I... I I kind of retired from the team in 2007. And, and talk about like who you were with and how long you skied with them and what you did there. I spent uh, I spent a bunch of time with Mad City. Um, I, I did some pro shows right out of college. I, I didn't learn to ski till college. And then right after that, I went to SeaWorld, did that. I ran a show in Belgium and got some great lifelong friends from that. Came back, went to SeaWorld of Texas. And shortly after that, decided to get a real job and uh, uh, hooked up with the first year of Mad City when they were two teams combining. And spent a handful of years there, worked my way. Well, wait, so you're saying you got into water skiing in college, but now you're also telling me that you professionally water skied in some of the most respected uh, professional water ski shows. Yeah, like, they, how were you able to... They yeah. must have been hurting for help or something like that. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but I got on, I actually got a job uh, show directing the show in Belgium for uh, Peter Fleck and uh, Todd Shambo. And that was just a great learning experience. And came back and hooked up with Mad City in their first year after the two teams combined. Um, got into some show directing and, uh, you know, we, Mad City started to have some success and 2007 was my last year show director and, and pretty cool experience to be able to go out winning nationals that year and then got into officiating. And so I've been doing a lot of, a lot of judging, a lot of chief judging and um, 
so that's kind of the, the the avenue I'm taking now. So so when and why exactly did you decide to kind of move into to that path? We moved. You know, we moved away from Madison, and I tell you what, as much time as you put into this, and then you take a year off and realize how much time you were putting in. There's no way I guess I could have ever made that commitment. And and for me, it's kind of an all or nothing thing. And I just got married shortly before. And it was, it you know, it was almost like a second full-time job. And once you step away from that, you really quickly find other things to take your time. And for a couple of years, it was hard at the tournaments. And, uh, you know, that goes away after a little while, but you made some lifelong friends. And, and now I stay involved with, you know, I'm still in the political side with with the federation and with the nssa how long you been president uh this is my 12th year as president yeah yeah it's crazy okay so do you have another 12 years in you what's next for you no we're we're contemplating in another two years there's going to be an election this summer um there's a couple people that are interested in running so so we're going to kind of wait and see what's going on i mean are you personally ready like are you in the situation now where you're personally ready to step down and you can't or there's a few things that we're working on that I'd like to see through. Um, one, of the, one of the big projects we're looking at is making uh, waterski.org, our website, making that a repository for all sorts of ski videos. You know, we've got unlimited storage space, so what we envision is that you can say, hey, you know, that 1985 Aquanaut show, where could I find that? Go to the website, click on that, and as long as we can get a copy of it, we can keep it there for all to see. So we're kind of starting with that, and we had a few other things we're trying to accomplish. I mean, this award that we're giving out tonight was one as well, and um, so we'll see. I got I got until um, think or I'm sorry, state tournament to decide, you know, if this is the direction I want to go another two years or not, and then again, it, you know, the people will decide that. But uh, that, that's down the road. I'm not going to sweat that. Very cool. Okay, we're going to finish on this one here. I want to I want my listeners to hear. Uh, a little bit about the Wisconsin State Water Ski Show Ski Tournament because, again, I, I talked about it with Matt and Dave earlier on the show. You know, I go to tournaments, I go to contests for many, many years uh, in so many different disciplines, but there is nothing like a show ski tournament and there is nothing like the Wisconsin State Show Ski Tournament. What is it about that contest that continually brings in the numbers and 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 is it the biggest water ski tournament in the world? Because I look at it and I think it's got to be. Yeah, it, it's definitely by quite a bit the largest water ski tournament in the world. And we've got, you know, we'll have anywhere from 23 to 27 teams competing over the course of, well, three days. But then there's a fourth day with individual events. And that's a, you know, that's a completely full day. And there are some years where we actually have to run shows on that Thursday evening. So it's just four long days from, you know, dawn till dusk. And you know, I've, I've experienced both sides. You know, I've experienced the, you know, ski team side of it. And that goes way back to my days with, you know, the ski sprites. I spent a couple of years there. So, you know, you come in, you ski your show, and then it's a social event, hang out the beer tent or whatever. And that's, you know, that's a big thing. It's just the social side of it. And now, though, as, as, as a judge, you know, a couple of years, I've been chief judge of all four divisions. And, again, you're there from dawn to dusk. And by the time everything done, you know, everything's done. Beer tent's about wrapping up. They're kicking everybody out. Well, by then, you just want to go home and sleep anyway. But it is, it, it's is—it's an experience. You have to come see it. There's so many things it's known for, all the people, the friendly hospitality, the Red Sands Beach. I mean, 
it's it's funny because you can always tell a rookie to the tournament because they may be wearing white. Sure. You know, and when they leave, it's not going to be right. It's going to be a rust color sand. You know, it's just, it's it's fun. It's just so much fun. You meet so many people to get that many people together over four days that well, have nearly, the exact same passion. Nearly what thirty teams compete at this tournament? Yeah, it'll be anywhere from twenty three to twenty seven, depending on the year. It's 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 four full days of water skiing. But the thing that that I think is so nuts about that is that doesn't even scratch the surface of show skiing in Wisconsin, right? Because there's there are so many more teams, right? Yeah, there's probably a half dozen or dozen other teams that just do regular shows, and you know, we'd love to give them get them involved, and you know, we, we reach out, and and sometimes they come in, and you know, and then they may take off for a little while, but um, yeah, the, the the great thing about it is it's just like I said, the camaraderie. But you got to take your hats off to uh, to to the organization, you know, the federation, to the um, to the host, Aqua Skiers. Because if you think about it, there's four divisions. There's three team division, then there's individual events. So you have four completely different sets of officials that you got to get in and out, uh, tabulate their scores, um, you know, figure figure things out, awards, all that kind of stuff. So it's from from long before, long before you know, uh, dawn on Thursday morning, um, it's just it's just hundreds and thousands of hours. And then you come to the tournament, you see friends that you may see once a year. And um, yeah, it's just, you've got to experience in person. You know, it's, we, we do, we did broadcast or webcast a couple of years ago. Um, and we, you know what, quite honestly, we just, we want people there. You know, we want to get people there. So. Well, you can, you can watch it on the webcast, but being there, it's just a whole new world. It is. It's it's you. It's one of those things that it's like the Indy 500. You can watch that on TV, and it looks pretty cool. But when you go there, it just it just blows your mind that how can they do that? Any like fond memories that stand out from the tournament, or like any like uh, you know, as far as like skiing, like something super special that you saw go down that just blew your mind. I don't want to say blew my mind, but I remember the very first time I skied with Madison and sitting on the dock, you know, prefab, getting ready to start the show or whatever it was, and just sitting there just, and I never used to get nervous, and I'm just looking at this crowd going, you got to be kidding me, you know, so, and I'd skied in front of some large crowds before, but uh, I, I loved seeing new stuff. Some of the comedy bits are hilarious, um, you know, uh, Aquanuts, you guys have always had a, a strong strong tradition phenomenal trick skiing your your ballet line is something that i never miss now i mean it's 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 so many so many great things you know what kind of pyramids are rock aqua jay is going to bring this year you know barefoot lines just whatever you want to see chances are you're going to see at the weekend of the state tournament hey let's not fool anybody it's a great party at the end of the day right well i didn't know if it was my place to say that but if i can it is a great party well there it is hey chris if anybody wants to find out more about you or the wisconsin water ski federation or if they want to help support um can you give us some avenues yeah you bet waterski.org is our website um uh, Wisconsin Water Ski Federation at waterski.org, WWSF at waterski.org. Uh, we, we've got a great domain. Just look us up. All our contact information is on there. Reach out. You know, if there's anything we can do to help promote or grow the sport, let us know. That's what we exist for. And if anybody wants to reach out to you specifically? 
Chris at waterski.org. How about that? There it is right there. That's an email address. Hey, Chris, thank you so much, man, for all your support over the years and being a great friend of mine and, yeah, and for being here on the podcast. We're so glad that you could make it. And uh, I tell you what, we're very excited about Corn Fest next year and, you know, going to two days. That's going to be huge. I'm definitely going to come down to that. But thank you so much for being here. Well, absolutely. Guys, give it up for him right there, the president of the Wisconsin Water Ski Federation, Mr. Chris Copeland. The lakes are almost thawed now and the season is almost over here. And it's important to remember every time you're on the water this year, you're not alone. Please be mindful of other boaters and most importantly, waterfront homeowners. Ensure that you're doing your part to wake responsibly by educating others. Educate to minimize repetitive passes. Keep your music at reasonable levels and stay a safe 200 feet away from shorelines and docks. Head over to wakeresponsibly.com to take the pledge today. And while you're there, be sure to take the Wake Responsibly compliance exam. A perfect score also gets you a special sticker free of charge that you can put on your boat to remind others to wake responsibly as well. See it all now at wakeresponsibly.com. The 60th Masters Water Skiing Wakeboarding Contest is almost upon us and Masterline USA wants to send you and your friends to Pine Mountain, Georgia so you can experience it all. Masterline's giving away four pavilion passes, including VIP lunches and tours, a three-night stay at the Four Diamond Lodge and Spa, and a premium golf package at Callaway Gardens Golf Club. If that isn't enough, they're also throwing in an unbelievable collection of custom and signed gear that adds up to a $2,000 value. All you have to do is visit MasterlineUSA.com and sign up for the Masters Sweepstakes. And if you're not sold yet, I'll be there announcing, so here's your chance to hang out with me, Dano the Mano. There's no purchase necessary, and there's only one entry per person, and it's open to adults 18 years and older. Again, visit MasterlineUSA.com, and good luck, folks. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. Well, that wraps up our Wisconsin Think Tank episode. If you guys want more with Tony Claridge, be sure to check out episode 44 of this very podcast where he and I have an awesome discussion about his water skiing roots and his historic 50 for 50 celebration. If you guys want more with Hank Longo, I will for sure plan to do a long-form episode with him in the future, but for now, I have it on good authority that another legendary toad water sports athlete, Mr. Paul Stokes, a former professional show skier and barefooter and one of the top competitive uh, long-distance endurance barefooters, well, he's got his own new podcast now. It's called the Get Stoked Podcast. And I believe he sat down and got a full hour with Hank. So make sure you guys check it out. I'm just super stoked that more and more people are getting into the Toad Water Sports podcasting arena. And hopefully one of these days, myself and Mr. Stokes, we can do a crossover podcast episode and you can dig that, baby. Oh, yeah. 
Also, Matt Heilman and Dave Raisin mentioned that the Shosky World Championship award-winning Team USA is currently looking for sponsors. This is a great team and an awesome event and something that your brand could really be proud of. I know that they are holding this next year's World Championships all the way down under in Australia. And if memory serves me, uh, Moomba Masters is going to be the week before. And how perfect is that? If there are any nice sponsors out there who happen to be listening, this could be the perfect opportunity to sponsor a great team and maybe even send me, the Noise of the North, Daniel Lomano, out there to support your brand and to support these awesome, awesome people representing the good old USA. I'm sure I could create some great content out there. All I ask is you think about it, then hit up Matter Dave and get hooked up. Moving on, if you guys want to see me, I will be announcing the first stop, the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour Series in Orlando, Florida at the OWC on April 20th. The following week, I'm going to be in Arizona with Centurion Boats. Big wake surf event we got going on out there, so don't miss that. And then we're going to kick off the month of May right back here in Central Florida in Orlando for the Malibu Boats Rider Experience, stop number one in the WWA Southern Wakeboard Regional Championships. Always a great time and some of my favorite events. I do want to thank you all for listening. An enormous thank you to the sponsors of this podcast for their continued support. Thanks to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Masterline USA, Centurion Boats, WSIA, Roswell Marine, O'Brien, Ledwake, Conley, Ronix, Hyperlite, and GoPuck. Behind the scenes, a special thanks to Jenna Carruth on the web, Jane Levy and Arthur Shabu, Shabu, Shabba Shavich in the office, and Richie Rich Walsh on the sound. Also, a big shout-out goes out to my main man, Diamond Dallas, Dan Perret, and of course, my dad, DJ Romsky, for making such an awesome marquee. Thanks, Pops, and my sister, Sue, Jared, and Mary Meyer, plus Michelle Mikey for all your help uh, at the Wisconsin Think Tank. That's it. That's all for me, folks, and I appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. As always, I am the Noise of the North. I'm Dan Lomano, and you can hear me next time once again right here on the Golden Mike Podcast.